Welcome to Talking Shop, the podcast all about Adobe Photoshop. Brought to you by learningphotoshop.cc. Here's your host, Dave Cross. Well, hello and welcome to this podcast about Photoshop. This is episode 38, and I'm going to talk about what does it mean to be an advanced Photoshop user. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, welcome back. If you happened upon this and went, what, a podcast about Photoshop? Yep, my name's Dave Cross. I have been teaching Photoshop since its fairly early days, uh, most recently through my own training site, learningphotoshop.cc. And a while back, I decided to start a podcast talking about some strategies and ways to get as good at Photoshop as you can. And in this episode, I want to talk about the whole thing about advanced Photoshop. So for as long as I can remember, I have got requests from people to say, when are you going to do more advanced training? Or when are you going to do a tutorial that's more advanced than the stuff you normally do? And I remember years ago when Matt Kluskowski and I used to work at the National Association of Photoshop Professionals, we actually started a discussion with some of our members who asked that kind of question and basically said, what do you mean by advanced? Like what to you, what does advanced mean? And we would get an interesting variety of responses from everything from, I don't know, more advanced, which of course was not terribly helpful, to one I'll always remember that someone said, for example, on a skin retouching technique, I, I don't want something that's going to be fast. I want something that's going to take me a long time. So somehow this particular person equated how long it took with the fact that it must be more advanced. And my immediate thought was, well, if I could show you a technique that worked equally well that was faster, wouldn't that also be advanced? And one of the challenges with this whole concept is when you label something as advanced. Years ago, again, I did a course and I called it, this is back in the days of hands-on classes at a training center, I called it advanced Photoshop. And I had a very specific list of requirements and what you had to know already about Photoshop. And of course, a variety of people showed up because one of the hardest things for someone to do is evaluate their own level. I've had people who introduce themselves and say, I'm, I'm still pretty much a beginner at Photoshop. And then I watch what they're able to do and thinking to myself, actually, you're a pretty advanced user. You just don't know it. And vice versa. Someone who said, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty advanced, but it turned out what they were advanced at was doing the same thing every day. For example, they would scan in a photograph and crop it and retouch it and save it, but knew nothing about layers or channels or adjustment layers and so on. So even the labeling of yourself as advanced is a challenge. But then the other thing would happen is I would do this course that contained what I would consider advanced features and techniques. And some people would respond and say, wow, that was too advanced for me. Other people would say, well, that wasn't as advanced as I thought it would be. And it's just, it's a whole can of worms. Honestly, it really is. So the way I look at it is it really depends on where you're at, first of all. But I would like to think that if I can show you techniques that, again, save you time or increase your accuracy or make things more flexible or allow you to be more creative, to me, those are all an advancement shall we call it, over the basics. And recently I had another case where someone asked me if I could show them some of the advanced retouching techniques 
that I've held back. And I was like, held back? And it was almost like they thought that somehow I was keeping to myself some hidden tricks or something. I'm not quite sure. Almost in my mind, I was conjuring up that this person was picturing this smoky back room with a one of those little slots in the door where you knock, a special knock, and that this big tough guy opens a little slot and you give him the password and then he lets you in and that's where you learn the special hidden secrets that have been kept from you. Well, of course, there there aren't any hidden secrets. So like an advanced retoucher, does that mean they have some hidden tricks or something that they keep to themselves? Or does it really mean that they've put in a lot of time and effort learning the key techniques and they're just really good at it and they have lots of time with those techniques and lots of experience. When I recorded my image restoration class, I made a point of saying that here is me fixing a photograph and I showed the basic techniques of using, for example, the healing brush and the spot healing brush and the patch tool with maybe a little bit of clone stamp thrown in. And I said, so that's basically it. Now, rather than watch me do this for the next 40 minutes, let me skip ahead to the finished product because a lot of it in things like image restoration and retouching, it's just repetition. It's just knowing how the tools work. So to me, the advanced part is more being comfortable with the tool. It's knowing keyboard shortcuts to speed up your work and being able to look at something and based on that experience, kind of almost do a quick analysis to go, looking at this, I think this would be the best path to use as far as tools and techniques. And to me, that's what makes it more advanced. Now, there are certainly some Photoshop techniques that are, I would classify as being more advanced because they're a little more complex to learn, but it's all relative. For example, when layer masks first came out, I remember seeing people teaching beginners classes and they wouldn't include layer masks because they felt it was a more advanced technique for a beginner. Now, I looked at a layer mask and went, yeah, but it's so incredibly valuable. Even if we have to spend a bit of time grasping that concept, not showing them layer masks to me would be a disservice to a beginner because then they would start getting in the habit of using erasers or deleting things, whereas a layer mask would be such so much more beneficial. Now, people look at a layer mask as kind of a standard thing you need to learn. So yeah, there are still some things that are a little more on the advanced scale, like luminosity masks or frequency separation. But even those things, to me, what makes them advanced is A, some of the things you can do with them that you couldn't do otherwise, but B, it might take you a little longer to grasp them and understand how they work. But once you do, if you have an action, for example, to create luminosity masks, then you're all set to go and you just click on which one you want to use, load that as a selection, and you're off to the races. Same with frequency separation. The first couple of times of understanding how it works and which layer should you be working on and what tools work best, yeah, that takes a bit of time. But again, it's not so advanced you need to be a scientist. It's advanced enough that you need to put in the time to understand and practice them. So just like that example of the retoucher I mentioned to me, a lot of what we're talking about here is putting in the time, practicing. You've heard me talk about this. If you've listened to other episodes, I harp on about practicing in Photoshop all the time. And this is why, because 
the more you practice at these things, then something that you might have considered too advanced to learn some time ago now is part of your everyday toolkit that you use when you're working on projects. I also feel that it doesn't help that in an effort to get people to click on tutorials, there are some words people use that just drive me crazy. And I'll tell you what those are in a minute. But first... It's time for the tip of the week. This week's tip is how you can pick color from anywhere. If you have the color picker open and you move the eyedropper onto your current image, if you click and hold your mouse button or your pen on your tablet, you can then reposition that anywhere, including outside of Photoshop, and it will sample whatever color you click on. Sample color from other software programs, website, anything you want. Just make sure you start in your existing document and then move over to anything you want and sample that as a color. With short tutorials, in-depth multi-lesson courses, and live Q&A sessions, learningphotoshop.cc provides the Photoshop training you need to succeed. Now we've been talking about advanced techniques in Photoshop, and one of my biggest pet peeves is how people sometimes title their video or description of the video in ways that make it try to make it more enticing make it sound like it's some super secret special hidden thing and i know i know the name of the game these days is to get clicks you want people to go and click and watch your video i guess i'm from the old school where you know i just want to show people a technique that's actually helpful and not i don't think so much about the title maybe i should i don't know but when i see Oh, so here's my biggest pet peeve when I see a video that's called hacks in Photoshop or Photoshop hacks. Now, to me, the term hack is something like, you know, a household hack would be repurposing some piece of household like a toilet paper roll and turning it into a holder for something. I don't know. But something to me, that's a hack because it's an unexpected, unintended use for something. And yet I'll see a video that's called Photoshop hacks and I open it and it's like use an adjustment layer and I'm like that's not a hack that's just a technique and then I realize oh they got me they used the word hack thinking that oh there's gonna be some hidden thing so here's my list of words that drive me crazy hack insider insider tip you know insider secrets secrets of the pros all those kind of things it's like yeah I get the point but it's like but they're not really. I mean, I recently did a video on my website that was called Hidden Feature because it truly was hidden. I know hardly anyone that even knew about it until uh, my friend Jesus Ramirez posted a video. And I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode where there's now the ability to take the technology that's in Adobe Capture, what's a mobile app and it's built into Photoshop through the library. I mean, that was definitely hidden, even going to meetings with Adobe, no one ever mentioned it. So that one, yes, could classify as hidden. But all these other terms that are like hack and secrets of the pros and insider hidden gems. And it's like, yeah, I know, I get it. But it just kind of drives me nuts, especially when the payoff isn't there. You know, you set me up for some great expectation of something that's going to save me a, a truckload of time. And it turns out to be, it's like, oh, use this shortcut. It's like, hmm, okay. 
So what do I consider techniques if you wanted to become an advanced user? Well, it's not going to surprise you to hear me say, put in the time and practice. But also, again, no surprise here because I've talked about before, start using keyboard shortcuts. I still watch, I watch some people that are very accomplished Photoshop users. I mean, the stuff they create is just mind-boggling. And yet, and they're working, by the way, on a very large monitor. And yet I see them moving their mouse over, clicking on whatever tool, and then moving back to where they were and do their work and then going back and click another tool. I mean, that's an awful lot of time and mileage to put in where you could be just tapping a letter. Even people who say, oh, I can't remember keyboard shortcuts. Well, if you can't remember a single letter, then maybe you need to put in a bit more time and practice. So that's a big one for me is using shortcuts, including starting off with simple ones and then building on that with finding functions you use more often and allocating a shortcut so it makes better sense to you. Again, I've talked about this before. Nothing new here, but it's all kind of a reminder that it's there's no great secret. It's not some hidden, like I said, there's not that special back room where you be you get somehow the secret password into this secret society that suddenly tells you all these special hidden tricks that nobody ever shared before. I mean, when you look at really good artists who you know have used Photoshop, I can guarantee you they're not using some special technique that the, none of the rest of us know. They're just really good at imagining something and then putting into practice using tra free transform and warp and cloning and copying layers and flipping and duplicating and stretching and warping and combining images together. And they're, they're pretty good at making selections and they make good masks because they've put in the time and effort to do it. I've even seen, there's a very well-known uh, photographer slash artist, and I've seen her do her work, and I have to stop, honestly, when she shows her behind-the-scenes videos in Photoshop, because when she grabs the eraser and starts painting painstakingly along to erase things, and I'm just thinking, oh, it could be so much faster. But yet, her work is amazing, and... I'm not going to deny that, but I'm kind of a, the efficiency guy. So I see something and I'm thinking you're such an advanced artist. You could be an advanced Photoshop user too if you just embrace some of these other techniques and make them part of your workflow. But on the other hand, I suppose I look at her work and think, yeah, but the work she can create is so amazing. Does it really matter? I guess it doesn't. I just feel like it could be done in just a little less time. But that's just me. I just look for ways to get things done more quickly and efficiently and still try to be as artistic as I possibly can. So I think I've ranted on enough about being advanced or what does advanced mean. I really think, gosh, you know what? It's up to you as an individual. If you want to be an advanced user, put in the time. I really think that's more than half the battle. Yes, watch some techniques to learn things you didn't know before, but practice, practice, practice. And the more you practice, you'll be able to look at a challenging problem and have a really good idea of how to do it and be able to do it really quickly. Well, that's it for this time around. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Dave Cross. If you do me a favor, if you haven't already, you can go to the Apple podcast area and leave a review and share this with your Photoshop using friends. We'll see you next time. Please subscribe and tell your Photoshop using friends.
Find us at talkingshop.show. This podcast is not authorized, endorsed, or sponsored by Adobe, publisher of Photoshop.